Hello, and welcome to the Cambridge Assessment Podcast. I'm Alana Walden, and I'm here to introduce a special series featuring presenters from Cambridge Assessment Summit of Education. We are anticipating the future of learning. And in this first episode, Gillian Cook, Cambridge Assessment's group archivist, looks at the technology used by Cambridge Assessment before the 21st century. Cambridge Assessment was set up as the University of Cambridge Local Examination Syndicate in 1858, and we were hugely reliant on technology right from the start, as well as transport to enable candidates to sit exams in different centres across the country, we needed to calculate the grades. At first we used an abacus to calculate candidates' marks, and these were written up in final mark books using different coloured inks. Dennis Jones joined the organisation in 1948, and here he describes moving the scripts from the central office in Mill Lane to where marking would be carried out at Bateman Street, both in Cambridge. Um, after the Christmas break, on the Monday morning, we loaded up a handcart, one of these big, big-wheeled, true-shaft things, yeah. loaded up with umpteen bottles of coloured inks, orange, green, red, black, and load of these old-fashioned pens with the steel nibs, all the subject mark books, and the final mark sheets, the entry forms, and that was, we wheeled that from Mill Lane up to Bateman Street to the office up there, and we always timed it by some marvellous method that we got to Bateman Street, unloaded, and we were back at a little pub near Brookside about five past ten. Well, in those days, they opened at ten o'clock. Yeah. So we always got to put the cart round the back of the pub, had a quick pint, and then we were back down Mill Lane for a second load and a coffee break. The abacus was used for calculating grades until the mid-1970s, but before then, an adding machine was introduced called the Brunsviga machine. At the time, it was considered the cutting edge of technology, and Peter Dawson describes how it worked. Um, this is a calculating machine. You just, it operated manually, turn the handle one way or the other way to add or, or subtract. And by moving the carriage along and setting up little numbers, it, it's a bit like an enigma machine, only about um, much smaller, about nine or ten inches long. Very heavy, very well built things. There were several of these. They're quite noisy, but we used to use them for calculating uh, percentages of marks, converting marks into percentages. At this time, staff were concerned that machines would replace them, and management wrote reassuring messages. And here's an extract from the 1957 annual report, where it's written that the examiner's work will not be affected directly, and it is hoped that some of the human energy released by the machines will be available to give even more attention than is given at present to the many human problems connected with examinations. The experience, independent judgment, and skill of the examiners and of the permanent staff will still remain the essential basis of all the syndicate's examinations. I'm now going to look at some of the different types of examinations and where technology is used there. Oral exams are the oldest type of examinations, but recordings of them are relatively recent and dependent on technology, of course. During the Second World War, a project was carried out to record different levels of English, and it was carried out by the forebears of Cambridge English. They recorded exams of candidates who had been prisoners of war, and here's an extract from a Polish prisoner of war who'd been learning English for just one year. What is your name? My name is Olszyna. Now tell me how you learnt English, will you? Well, 
I came to Palestine in summer 1940. And when I came there, I used to mix up with lots of English people, English servicemen and uh, Dominion servicemen. And I used to talk a lot to them. Then I had some English books to read, and I started to pick off uh, the easiest of them, and had some Polish-English dictionaries. Then when we went to the uh, Libyan desert in Egypt, I had more opportunities to meet uh, British people, and uh, of course less opportunities to meet other people of other nationalities, especially girls. So I talked to them willingly. Technology really took off in the 1980s and 90s, when it was not only used for exam processing and admin, but also became part of the curriculum. Cambridge Information Technology in the 1980s began to cover the use of technology in everyday work activities. And then in 1990, Maths for Engineering and Industry began to think that computers should feature in their A-level examinations. So here's Robert Harding talking about the first use of computers in an A-level maths exam. Um, the, the, the school had to make sure that an adequate printer was made available, that arrangements were made for passing the printouts to the students. We didn't want people wandering around the room for obvious reasons, so there had to be a system for that. Um, and and those, those elements became the basis that Steve, when Steve Lay sat on the British Standards Committee that drew up the Code of Practice, BS 7988, and uh, we were able to put the experience of that trial into the, into the code of practice for computer-based exam rooms. And again, because of this business of not publicising things, the whole experiment went without, I think, so much as a single line in the, even the TES. We never even got a mention. But in fact, it was the, the first use of A-level of computers in a, in a live A-level, high-stakes exam. It wasn't a pilot. Um, I think it's called a field trial. I mean, these students really did take this exam. Their A-level scores really were the result of having used the computer in an exam. And as far as I know, that was the first such instance in an A-level. Of course, technology is very much part of everyday lives and work, and it's used in exams and taken for granted. It's easy to be amused at the technology used by former colleagues. But the archives show us that without these stepping stones, we wouldn't be able to use the technology that we have today. Thank you for listening to the Cambridge Assessment podcast. You can find all our podcasts at cambridgeassessment.org.uk. Just search for Podcast Gallery. You can also find us on YouTube or wherever you usually listen to your podcasts.